Oh, now are we on? I think we're on. Are we on? I don't know. Yeah, the light. It's li- me. The things are moving, so I think we're on. I mean, technology has lied to me before. This is true. We and we have trust issues, so. I don't feel like it's issues if technology is always letting me down. It's it's valid. You, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. So there we are. Anyway, all right. So apparently <laughs> we're doing this. So. I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing. I don't know what we're doing either. So, um, the concept, um, the concept as it is, is that this is uh, kids' movies seen through adult beverages, and um, so yes. first off, shout out to our unofficial sponsor. Um, they're not a sponsor. We we bought this with our own eight dollars, nine, maybe twelve. I was 12 fe- I was feeling baller. You're feeling baller, so it's 12. It is um, a 2015 rosé from Charles and Charles out of Columbia Valley in Washington State. It's a rosé wine. Uh, there's some percentage of what grapes went into this, which is really fancy. Is this from Aldi? Uh, I think that might be from Kroger. Oh, Kroger. The yeah. Kroger discount brand. So, and the, and the lo- label is... A pink American flag is the best I can describe the situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and instead of the stripes portion, it says rosé. The stars. The stars oh, say rosé. The stripes are, the stripes are pink. pink. And so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There are only 11 stripes, which is also... Are you counting both the pink and the white yes, stripes? Yes, the pink and the white. So we start with pink, white, pink, white, are you pink, to... white, pink, white, pink, white, pink. So that's six pinks, five whites. It's 11 stripes. So... I feel, I mean, if you were counting, you wouldn't notice, but it, it is, it is a sorry attempt at a flag. Anyway. I mean, but, you are counting. So, and we are, <laughs> uh, we're most of the bottle into this, so that's good, um, which is. So it gets us through really, children's programming. Um, yes. I am a little bit more into the bottle, um, because Lisa is tonight's designated parent, so. Yes. Somebody yes. falls out of the top bunk and. Somebody can, yeah, drive to urgent care. It's important. You gotta you gotta plan these things. So right. anyway, yeah. and uh, so anyway, so that's where we're at. Um, just watched a movie with the kids as we do every Sunday night, mm-hmm. unless and our kids get to pick. Kids get to pick, so we never know. So thanks to um, an HBO Go trial subscription, we managed to watch Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. Yes, that's right, Road Chip. It has a pun in the title, which I'm going to go on the record. That is not a good sign. <laughs> if you have to bust out the puns immediately. But even before. Even, like, like, even before you roll credits. Yeah, you, if you're already relying on puns and you haven't even told any other jokes, this movie is destined to failure. So, um, I also have to admit, I have not... I have not seen any of the other um, Alvin and Chipmunk movies. So I saw the first, like, okay, way back in like the 80s, that okay, Alvin well, and the Chipmunk with the Alvin and the Chipettes, or like Alvin and Chipmunks and the Chipettes, and they like fly around the world on hot air balloons, and they're part of some like terrible secret like diamond exchange. And yeah, we were like conflict diamonds, and it's dark. It maybe is weird. maybe one day we will watch that with the kids, and we will dissect that. Yeah, but, we um, need to revisit that, is that. Another story. The witch doctor song was in that at one point when they were like being human sac. Well, not really chipmunk sacrificed, I guess, over yeah. the volcano. Remember that part? That was. Weird. I don't remember all this. That was. I think that was that movie. The eyes of childhood. You know, we just kind of like. Like yeah, it's totally legit. You're like, it seems great. Dave would totally be a great human parent to three talking chipmunks, right. and of course. If you ever had a set of three female chipmunks, they would be the exact same makeup, wearing the exact same colors, and like the middle one would have glasses, and the the youngest one would be kind of little chunky. I'm just gonna put that out there. Curvy. Curvy. She would be curvy. Theodore's chunky. Theodore Et or whatever her. I don't remember her name. No one remembers her name. <laughs> it's yeah. They, we will have to do the Google. We later. will do the Google later because we, yeah, yeah we, we have a thing I want to do that involves Google. So, oh, we do. Yes, you have plans. we will have to borrow your phone because we're recording Man. online. I know it's complicated. It's going to be like two phones and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so we watched that movie. That that was a thing that happened. 
Um, the movie starts off with Alvin planning a birthday party for Dave. Yay! Which is great. Except it's a surprise birthday party, and then it turns into this crazy house party. Um, he hired a party planner, which refuses to be called a party planner. She's an event planner. And she's totally, oh, what's her head from Parks and Rec? Uh, Donna from she's Parks and Rec. She started from Parks and Rec. she slays in everything. Like, actually, fierce. I would watch that. Por- I would watch her in anything, and then she leaves the screen, and I'm kind of like, I'm done. Um, but she was great <laughs> in this her. terrible movie. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. Um, yeah, and, and so, so there's a lot of music and dancing in this yes, movie. Yeah, immediately within like two minutes, we're they in the are, backyard. They are rolling like beginner credits over a giant choreographed dance party thing. Now this isn't like this isn't like um, you know like the old like '60s dance or the, like the '40s where they had like the great big flowery things you have the top shot where you know everything's um, symmetrical that would be and beautiful awesome, but yeah, yeah like i would pay yeah. to see that no this is basically just like a whole bunch like, of oh. like like i'm gonna call them um art school wannabes that are like they're taking dance classes and they they really want to do this with their lives and this is something they want to do and you know if you follow your dreams the world will beat a path through your door and um, I think this is probably going to be the highlight of their career. I don't know. Some of them, I'm sure, I'm will sure end up on some a leg. Some of them will dance back up for Beyonce someday. I'm sure of it. But, but let's be honest. But anyway, sure of this like animatronic, not animatronic, CG. Oh, they're totally CG, yeah. CG chipmunks what? hanging out with all these humans. It mostly right. works. It's okay. So, but. I mean, but nobody finds that weird. Like, so that's no. like the premise of the movie is that there are talking chipmunks who wear clothes and it's totes fine. Well, that's and like, like yeah. everyone, they're like, families come in all different shapes and sizes. You know what? Like, like, that which, is not one of them. Well, I mean, which is true. So like, kudos to diversity. I'm all about diversity. I just, you know, I've never really been uh, part of a chipmunk mixed family. I've never really seen that. Yeah. And I... I I mean, like, again, yeah, I'm all about diversity. I don't get it. I, I don't care. You can love who you love, be who you are. I don't know. But, like, at some point, we have to say, there are species. And first off, talking chipmunks is weird. Talking chipmunks is weird. And and, and this is, so there's the whole talking animal genre that needs to be kind of roped in here. Because this is, this is kind of a talking animal genre. It is. But it's not because, like, generally in the like talking animal genre, is the all humans, the animals talk? all the all the animals are off talking, and then like humans walk in and no, like they can understand human, but humans can't understand them. And so, like this world, I guess animals are way more intelligent because they're like bilingual. No, I think these are like special Narnia animals, where like they, the chipmunks, can talk to people and mm-hmm. they act like people, but. During this movie, they drug some squirrels. Which, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, uh, to be their, like, surrogate so they could sneak off and mm-hmm. fly to Miami without Dave knowing. Yeah, but, like, that's totally cool because these are just squirrels. They're not talking squirrels. They're not sentient squirrels. Right. They're just right. squirrels. And somehow, so somehow, like, these mutant rodent things right who are way bigger than actual chipmunks let me just say that well, these chipmunks are huge i don't know have you been in the like the ones down the park like no some... no these chipmunks are like four size like i used to work okay bigger. i used to work at an amusement park and we had some of the biggest freaking chipmunks i've ever seen in my life and like they're these guys are like in that world like it's not it's not completely ridiculous, but they are entirely large for chipmunks. And and also, I have to say, Theodore reminds me a lot of those chipmunks, because first off, he is on the smaller end of the scale. He's shorter. He's shorter, but he's also spherical, which, if you ever work at an amusement park, like, the rodents by the end of the summer... I mean, they're living they're, on fries. They're living on fries and pizza, and, like, it's, it, it's, it's good pickings for them. So, obviously... They're gonna do well, so they're they're perfectly round when they come out of this. But anyway, so anyway, so we have the party, and of course Dave walks in at the end of the party, and yells. I would say in the middle of the party. Yeah, probably. Well, as soon as Dave shows up, it's the end because 
Because he's a buzzkill. Bless him. Jason, Jason Lee, is it? Yeah, he was the guy who was in, um, he was in Dogma. Yes. He was in, uh, what was his name? Um, like Tracing Amy. Yes, and, all of the Kevin Smith yeah, movies. All the Kevin yes. Smith, Mallrats, all uh, of the Kevin yeah, Smith yeah. movies. Um, and so, which we will we will show to our children later. Yeah, um, or that's never. next week. Uh, no. Oh, we're not we're, doing no. chasing. No. no, chasing Amy next week. Nope, nope. Jersey nope. Girl. Nope, nope. I they they wouldn't get dogma. It's a little too technical. Right. Anyway, um, they can watch that themselves later. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, so bless him. He needs a he needs a paycheck. I get it. He signed up for the first one for whatever reasons, and now it's like seriously phone it in. Yell Alvin like you're supposed to do, and Dave is is great. So, um, so then there's the girl. Okay, so party. Yes. And then the party is whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has to go to Miami because he's a music producer. Like the next day or the mm-hmm. day before. So, like, like he's apparently after. been out of town while they construct, like, a half pipe and a dance floor and, like, all that. Or Donna is super awesome as a event planner and I get mean, that's all done in, like, an afternoon. Whatever. Either way. Either way. Dave is not the best father here, okay? He left three chipmunks to fend to themselves. And how old are they supposed to be? Are they supposed to be, like, teenagers? I don't are they know. supposed to be, like, tweens? I don't know. Because, like, I mean... Like, what are, I mean, dog ears are seven. What are chipmunk ears? So what are chipmunk ears? It's like 14 to one, and like... Well, I mean, and the chipmunks have been around since the 50s. Like, they should well, be old. I'm going to say these are... But they're are, magical chipmunks. I'm going to say this is not the same chipmunk set. Like, I'm going to say this is a reboot. It is a reboot, but there's some callbacks. There are. To I mean, 50s. Yeah, like, they do the Christmas time is here song mm-hmm. and, like, stuff like that. Like, there is some definite acknowledgement of what came before. But I'm going to say that's just winking to the camera jokes for the jokes for the parents kind of stuff, which is... Well... We're supposed to appreciate that, honey. We're supposed to get it and be like, oh, they're so clever. They worked in a 50-year-old joke into a modern movie. Wow, oh that God, was really amazing. hard. That was really hard. What is this cheese? Is this, this is an espresso rubbed... Yes, is this Brazil rubbed something? Bella Vitano? Yes. I got that. It's um, from our fancy croaker. Our, ooh, we have a fancy croaker, yes. yes. Did you get in the other ones a balsamic? No, this is Merlot. Or Merlot. Oh. So good. We're drinking and eating Merlot. That's, well, no, I mean, we're drinking rose and eating Merlot. I think there's a there's This, this is. I okay, know. never mind. It's 0%. Merlot. It's Soraya Monteverde. I don't know what grapes Verde, that, uh, Merlot is made from. I don't know anything about wine. I assume it might be Merlot. I just know rosé all day. That's a life motto. Um, but anyway. So, so Dave comes home. He's got to go, like, immediately leaving these kids. But it's cool because he sets up a babysitter that's going to watch him. Uh, no, first. No. Oh, first that's the whole thing go... with the girl. Yeah. They go putt-putting. They go putt-putting with the girl. Because that's what you do on a first date. Like, uh, Well, this is like, they, the girl and Dave have been seeing each other for a couple of months, and this is the first time that she's introduced to the chipmunks. I could imagine waiting on that. Um, Yeah, because it's like a whole bowl full of crazy. So anyway, you know, like so your she... worldview that only humans can talk? Um, I've got three sentient chipmunks that live with me. And our multi-billion-dollar recording artists. Right, right, right. So, they, like, yeah, that's at least a third or fourth date conversation, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you save. And she has a later. kid too, which I mean, that's something she's got to ease into as well. And she's right. a doctor. Yeah, and how you know this is, um, she walks into the putt-putt course with a stethoscope. Around yes, yeah, stethoscope around her. around her neck. Right. And you see her like for the first three scenes she's in. One is at a putt-putt course, one is when they're out to dinner, and one is, like, when she stops by Dave's house. And she always has a stethoscope. She has a stethoscope. I know doctors. I know nurses. I know nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, like, all the medical tiers, you know, that... And it's like, they don't do that. I never see that happening. Like, I don't don't see people with stethoscopes just in public. 
Yeah. But anyway, so, but we know she's a doctor, and that's and the whole thing. And they call her out on it, and Simon asks to use it, and she's like, oh, of course, no problem. And then, later, she How? gets called away, and she's like, keep it. How expensive are those things? Like, Also, I don't think it belongs to her. I think it belongs to her employer. No, I think that's a thing. I think you... Doctors buy their own stethoscopes? All right, if you're listening and you're a doctor, let me know if you buy your own stethoscopes or if they belong to your practice. Yeah, I don't know. Because inquiring minds. Well, I don't know how life works. So, I I have a sister who's a nurse prac, and I know she, like, has my grandmother's old stethoscope. I, it's a whole thing. It's, it's weird. But it makes sense. It's all good. But, um, so I don't know. Maybe that's a thing, but... I don't know. Is it because it goes in your ears? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a personal thing. <laughs> like, I mean, well, and it's it's kind of like, I don't know, like, mechanics who have their own tools. Like, there are certain yeah. tools you, it's okay that the company has and you can use the, like, the common set. But, like, mm-hmm. some of the tools you kind of want to be yours and you well, want to. I mean, hairdressers always have all their own scissors. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like that, except, you know. Shears. You know, eight years of college and crippling debt. But... <laughs> But anyway, so anyway, either either it's hers or it's her employer's, but it's not cheap. And she just drops it off with Simon and goes on. And she's got a son who is... A toad's douchebag. He's totally a the douche. The douchiest douchebag ever. He has a so, totally punchable face. So, yes, off. like... Well, almost good casting. Tom, almost Tom Brady level of punchable face. Ooh, that's a pretty punchable face. I know, right? I don't know. Somewhere between Tom Brady and... Um, Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, because I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is punchable, but I'm not going to be the one to do it, just to put that out there. No, but anyway. I wouldn't punch Tom Brady either, because he can, like, knock my head off with a football at 50 yards. So, like, anyway. anyway. If you like a guy that smirks a lot, this kid's your guy. Yes, yes. So so we first meet him um, by himself, and the chipmunks are by themselves, because Dave, even though these kids just threw this crazy party at his house was like they're established bad cho- decision makers yes. yes was like i'm here with you at the putt book course and we're gonna pause and i'm gonna go get samantha and introduce you to her instead of being like hey i need to watch these hellions like you come you guys with to me, me now like it's yeah. if i feel like we have texting this is not that hard but anyway so he leaves the chipmunks and, like, they're putt-putting, which, first off, I don't even know how the physics of that works. So the ball weighs as much as they do. And do they have teeny tiny little putters? Because that wouldn't work. Because you'd be, like, hitting a ball and it'd be, like, nothing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. But, anyway, so Simon hits a good shot. Douchebag kid walks over, blocks his shot, which is... And, and the other thing is the blocking... Not, like, the blocking, like, you block the shot. But, like, the blocking, like, the way the scene is set up, like... I don't know where he comes from to enter the scene. I think he they're comes kind of in like this, from this, the, the, um, you know, uh, the course like loops around. I think he comes from like an adjacent hole. Yeah, but like this, the, this hole is kind of like in an alley and like there's like landscaping timbers on one side and the way he comes in, like when they do the reverse shot, there's like this wall behind him and it's like. Did you, like, jump over the wall to block this kid's shot? Because, like, that is dedication to douchiness. That is... No, he was 100% a douche. Yeah. And so he, like, blocks their shot, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, it's my ball. And he's like, uh, no, I just made that sweet shot. He's like, no, it's mine. Which is stupid. I mean, it's just... Yeah, and then he, like, throws the ball in the thing, and he, like, puts... Theodore up on the windmill windmill and is like out. And then he's called away by some friends, some douchey friends. Yes, who are off camera. Who are no, you you got to see. Oh yeah, there's a little glimpse. Yeah, but still, he gets called away by some douchey friends, and he's like later. Mm. Um, so then salami, it's salami too. Yeah, um, I ate it all. Good for you. Anyway, so douchey friends, and then Dave shows back up with girl, with girl, with stethoscope, with stethoscope girl. And introduce that soap girl to the boys, and they're like, oh, okay. She's pretty and nice and all the things. And you can tell she's a good person because you see her face first. Yes. You don't see shoes first. Yeah. Again, rule of thumb, put it with the the pun in the title thing. If you see someone's shoes first, 
villain. They're terrible. They're going to be a horrible person. Yeah. So she's first is bad. But anyway, uh, you see your face first, and that's how you know you're supposed to like her. But she's smiling, and she's nice, and she's wearing a stethoscope. So obviously she's a career-driven woman yes. who has... I don't know. The stethoscope is just weird. Anyway, so... Uh, she's got a lot on her mind. She has a hectic life. So they introduce, and of, introduce her, and of course, douchebag McDouchy face... Yes. Walks over and guess it's her son. It's her son. And so Dave and the girl are dating and instantly douchey face is like, I don't even, what is his name? I don't even remember his name. His name is Miles. Miles. Because there's um, another terrible pun about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, and he uh, is, he's super nice to the kids and to Dave and he's totally two-faced, which is, you know, and then... What happens? I mean, like, they just realize that, like, they like each other. Like, their parents like each other, but they hate each other. And so there's this whole thing that happens, and they got to figure it out. Um, oh, Miles' dad. Uh, so so Dave apparently finds these chipmunks in the woods or something, whatever the. I don't know. Uh, whatever I the, don't know the I didn't watch the first story of Dave and the chipmunks. Maybe they're aliens. They just appear I'm going to assume day. they're aliens. Oh my god, that's perfect. There you go. So they're just aliens that they look like chipmunks. They come from like where Thor comes from. Because they're bigger yeah. than regular chipmunks. They're like... And also eternal. Which yes. is why they could have lived since the 50s. They're Norse god chipmunks. Yes! I think that's actually a thing. I'm going to have to do some research. I don't know. I don't know anything about Norse mythology. There was this, like, rat thing. There was, like, a unicorn rat that his entire job was to, like, carry Loki's taunting messages back to Odin. See, I feel like then we're, you know, adjacent. We're taunting rat adjacent. Yeah. They're singing chipmunks. Taunting rats, singing chipmunks. It's their, their kid. I mean, you know. So, that's how that works. So, um... Bringing messages of destruction. Slash covers of... Like Carly Jepsen songs. Yes. Same thing. Um, anyway, so they... Um, but, yeah, so... But Miles' dad is dead. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. Character development. Yeah. He and died when he was little. And he's really mad. That's what he's, he said. He's, he's like, I don't need a dad. I'm cool. I don't want Dave to be my dad because I don't need a dad. And, and the chipmunks, the are, chipmunks like, are like, well, we think your mom's great. I mean, she's a doctor, so obviously she's and providing well. And she seems well. nice and whatever. But we don't ever want to be related to you because that's literally the worst thing ever. Yeah, which honestly. Because, I mean, he's, he's, he's a douche. He's borderline abusive. And you know what? He I, was like super gluing them together. As a parent, I totally judge other parents by their children. Like, that is. I mean, I do and I don't. I like, mean, okay, well, I mean. We've all, we all have days. We all have days, but like, I mean, like, if I see your kid breaking down in a Walmart, I'm going to watch how you handle the situation, but like, if I'm with your, like, if your kid starts, first off, if your kid is a high school kid, and he starts off by being a total douche, and overcompensating, and just being a, a jerkwad at a putt-putt course to three rodents he's never met before, I'm automatically assuming you have made bad parenting decisions. I mean... I'm I'm going to give you a little bit like of a benefit of a doubt. We'll work on some things, and if I find out, oh yeah, that kid's bipolar, I'm like, oh okay, never mind. You're doing what you can do. God bless you. Carry on. <laughs> but like, generally speaking, if your kid out of the box is this horrible, I would be concerned just from my uh, chipmunk safety standpoint. Like, I mean, I understand. You can't we think don't too much have about chipmunk, chipmunk services, but if we did, like they would totally remove those chipmunks from that family situation. Yeah, because Miles is abusive. Yeah, he's, he's abusive. He's a he is not a good child. So anyway, so they've so anyway, so there's this whole like talk and plan that they've got to break up. Miles and, and like, the chipmunks are look. on team break up this relationship. Yeah, it was like what's look. her name again. Samantha. Samantha. It's so like, Dave look, and Samantha. I don't like you and you don't like me, but we're yeah. going to team up to destroy this relationship and then we never have to see each other again. So Dave and Samantha decide to go to Miami because Dave's doing a, he's producing an album for 
minor character from previous movie. Some girl movie. that we're supposed to know. I feel like I was I think supposed, she was to supposed to recognize her. A, I think she was the previous movie. She was like something in there. So she's supposed to, or she might be a pop star. I think like she one of those, might be a pop star. Like I think she's Disney like a pop Disney star. pop star. Yeah. Mm. Or I'm supposed to know who she is. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. But, but I'm old. I'm not their target demographic. I'm not 14 and have like all my babysitting money to spend. That's true. So I have no babysitting money to spend. None. None. So, I, well, I mean, I spend babysitting money, but it's going the other way at this point in my life. So you're welcome, all you 14-year-old girls that I've paid off. Um, that sounded weird. Yeah, we are editing that out. No, we're not. <laughs> anyway, so um, so anyway, so they figured this out. So Dave and Samantha are in Miami. Oh, no, there's the safe-cracking thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so remember, like, <laughs> okay, so remember, you know Hitchcock, Hitchcock? He's actually a director and he did real good movies as opposed to this crap. Uh, he said, you know, if you show a gun in the first scene, someone should be shot by the third act. Like, that's or something like that. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not really good at words and wording. Words are hard. Words are complicated. So, um, anyway. So apparently the point of introducing the stethoscope as a plot element earlier, the one that, that Simon ends up being given, because, you know, those are candy, um, just give a hover-year-old chipmunk a stethoscope. Um, he uses that to crack a safe that Dave was hiding some stuff in. And so they crack the safe, and first off, red herring, the safe is empty, but they use the stethoscope to hear where the tumblers are and all that, and mm-hmm. it takes them like twenty seconds to crack. Yeah, I know. Like these people, I understand they're probably making bank singing like terrible covers, but um, they could go into safe cracking. Like they're really small, they fit. Like you know, if your window is cracked, like I th- are chipmunks like mice where they can fit anywhere their head. Can I think fit so. Through? I think, I think so. I think they're squishable. So like, I feel like we like, shall have to squish <laughs> chipmunks to find out. <laughs> We're not really. No, we're, like, no, we're not this. doing any science. We're this is not Mythbusters. <laughs> no. So anyway, so they they figured that out, but they cracked the safe, and then Theodore's like, "Oh, you mean the bag that we're looking for? That's over on the couch, just right there." And guess what's in the in the bag? Bum bum bum. Well, they find out that it's like before he like yeah before he goes to bed, they find out that it's a engagement ring. Oh, it's an engagement ring. And they freak out. And so which puts this whole thing into like urgent to, class ten. Yeah, mode. they try to steal it. Um, by cracking the, the safe, but yeah, it's over the, in the but other But the room. safe was empty. And um, and then, like, weird thing, they throw the stethoscope in the safe to, like, hide evidence and then slam it shut when Dave's, like, starting to wake up. And you're like, you just, like, I mean, like, don't do that. Like, that's like putting your name tag in, right. in right. the safe that you just cracked. Although. How did this happen? Oh. Random, random um, tip. If you are ever in a hotel and you put something in the safe that you don't want to forget like your passport also put a shoe in there and that way when you're trying to leave and you're like where's my shoe and you're like oh yeah i put it in the safe and they're like along with my passport i just be like screw it i guess i lost the shoe and then you won't leave stuff in the hotel safe as much unless or you'll leave the stuff in the hotel safe or you could put like you could put like some leftover shrimp in there Oh my god, that's terrible. And then for sure, like people are gonna steal your shit. Like that <laughs> because it smells like rotting shrimp. Open the but door. Then also, your passport smells like rotting shrimp. So there's that. Okay, so this isn't a foolproof plan, but like anyway. Anyway, so we um yeah. So Dave's going to Miami with Samantha and an engagement ring and an engagement ring. We got a uh, the chipmunks. Miles and the chipmunks. Oh. And totally, like, at the last, you know, it was like, hey, I don't trust you guys, so I'm going to have the neighbor check on you. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, BT dubs, Miles is staying here for three days. Like, who would pull that on their children? I'm going to have this complete stranger. Like, yes, I've been dating his mom for, like, three months. He must be responsible. Yeah. I'm going to have this complete stranger stay with my children while I go to Miami and Mm -hmm. have the neighbor check on me. Yeah, so, like, yeah, exactly. He's going to... Who would pull that on their kids at the last minute? That's like, like a horrible plan. Yes, awful. There was no discussion. It was just like, yeah, he's staying here. He'll be great. So you guys they can come bond. So they come up with a great plan that they're going to snag three squirrels, mm-hmm. which are close enough to chipmunks. The person who's checking in won't notice any difference. Whatever. So they grab three squirrels, put them in 
the the corresponding they shirt. They hop them up on cold medicine first. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot there was like this kind of like weird date rape like they, thing. They drugged them. Yes. Okay. So that's great. And put them in this oven the, in the, the chipmunk's clothes. Exactly what we want to be teaching our children. Right. And and they, then was like crazy neighbor lady will never notice. And crazy neighbor lady, by the way, is the girl from like a mighty wind and best in show and oh yeah uh legally blonde she's great in everything too we apparently need to google stuff before we start this because we don't know who or during we can, <laughs> get your phone we'll figure this out we're recording on my phone so we'll have to use your phone but it's fine but yeah so so legally blonde girl is like just like looking through the windows like yeah it's fine like doesn't go in the house meanwhile these squirrels are like tearing the place up and she's like Calling Dave and he's like, yeah, they're being crazy and like tearing the place up. And like, I don't see Miles who's supposed to be here. But like Dave's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. That's what they always do. No, Dave, that's not what people always do. Well, I mean, it is what chipmunks always do. Chipmunks always will destroy your stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you figure out who she is yet? No. It's too bad. Um, Anyway. I mean, are you googling a mighty wind right now? Yeah. Okay. I am. Maybe we could. <laughs> maybe we should Google Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, road chip was probably going to get you there because there's apparently like more than one. The road chip with Jason Lee. Did I say who did I say Jason? There it is. This one. I know it's this one. <laughs> click it. That's <laughs> well, not really clicking. I'm clicking. Clicker. Top build cast. Oh, let's okay. Let's do okay. Brief. Okay, I'm stealing your phone. <laughs> brief interlude here. Okay, celebrities did the voices for this. Okay, for the chipmunks. Right, which are like a hundred percent crazy. Like, like sped like, up. <laughs> so I don't know if they just got these guys on speed or or what. But okay, there's three. Oh, I'm not showing you. you can't see. You but gotta, I've you already gotta, seen it. You already seen it. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. All right. So Alvin's voice. Or let's go backwards by the popularity because, like, honestly, there's a hierarchy. Uh, Theodore is the best. Okay. No. He I mean, loves pizza. Okay. Theodore He's is my lovable. spirit animal. Yes. But, like, Alvin is definitely the alpha of the group. So Theodore is by um, Jesse McCartney. Who, What's he been in? Okay. So apparently he's famous. Okay. He he does like recording, and he was like one of those like kids bop um, recording artists, and he does other things as well. Mostly cartoon voices. Mostly cartoon voices. He was in video games. He d- he was he was in Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. He I don't did. Even vo- know what that is. It's okay. So like, imagine uh, Final Fantasy. You know Final Fantasy, right? Uh, you ride some kind of flightless bird. Good enough. All right, so, um, but that set in, like, the Disney universe. That's Kingdom Hearts. Okay. I, I don't need to explain my art to you. Anyway, he was in that. And then there's a couple of other things, and, like, there's some, like, edgy, I'm not a teenager anymore kind of stuff, of course. But um, but mostly he's been Theodore, and I feel like that's probably his main source of income at the hey, moment. Hey, whatever, he needs to hey, pay the bills. Bills are good. It's cool. So, so, um... So that's him. Matthew, um, Matthew Gray Gubbler? I love him. He is awesome. Like, okay, first off, he was in Criminal Minds. Yes, he was the weird, like, tweaked out one in Criminal Minds. And, like, his whole story arc was really freaky and awesome. I didn't, but I stopped watching Criminal Minds because it gave me nightmares. But that's cool. not because of him. He was in, but he was inter number one in Life Aquatic with Z- Steve Zizzo. Yes, he was in Life Aquatic with so Steve Zizzo. And his hair in that movie is amazing. It is on point. Um, He's been in other stuff. Yeah, also stuff. He was in Garden State, I think, at one point. Was I he? I don't in? know. I think he was. I'm checking. I'm going to confirm this. He was in Scooby-Doo Pantasaur. Fantasaur. Sorry. <laughs> Fantasaur and Pantasaur are totally different movies. <laughs> I don't know how that. Sorry, my apologies. Reading is hard. Reading is so hard when the words are not saying. Anyway, stuff. so and we, then we enjoy his art. So he's good. I like him. But Alvin, Justin, Justin freaking Long. Long, Justin Long, who I um have mixed reviews. Some he's, things 
season, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But most of the time, I'm like, mm, I don't really care about your character because you're an ass. Yeah, he, he plays an ass really well. Which makes me feel like he might be an ass. I don't, is is I he feel, just typecast or is he no, character I, acting? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is he method? Oh my God. Maybe he's just like a method actor who's just stuck being an ass. Just like I don't know. Just don't like know. Jeff Bridges is stuck Dustin being the dude. Long, if you are listening, I'm sorry. It's not anything personal. I just feel like most of your characters are assholes. Yeah, you need to pick. You need to pick like the lovable guy. Like, like just once. Just once be, and like also being a Mac was not helping. As a Mac user, as a Mac lover, I have to admit. It's pretty douchey. It's a pretty douchey thing to do. Like, I mean, especially Against at that John time. Against John Hodgman, who, who is like this big bundle of charisma and love. I would not say charisma. <laughs> he is super charismatic. I don't, that word, I don't, I don't think of means no, what you think of means. he is winsome. He's winsome. I'll give you winsome. I'll he give you. He is winsome. And his winsomeness is charismatic. But, like, if you were... Okay, so, like, if you were buying, like, toilet paper from these two guys, and they had identical products, they come in and pitch them to you, and you say, which one of those guys was more charismatic? I'm going to say right now, was not John Hodgman. He was... But who would I buy the paper from? Hodgman. Yeah, because he's not trying to pull it. He's not schmoozy. He's not yeah. trying to pull anything over on me. I would let Justin Long take me out to a really nice, expensive lunch. Mm, and then I would not buy his And stuff. then I wouldn't buy his crap. Like, I'm sorry. It would be... Sorry, Justin. Sorry, Justin. Just too and I, I, I've used Macs for years. I love Macs. I'm recording this on an iPhone. Like, I'm not anti-Apple. I'm just like, maybe Justin... Maybe he has a punchable face. I don't know. I No, you don't have a punchable face. You have a beautiful face. <laughs> It's okay, Justin. You have a punchable character. It's probably never going to listen to this. But if you are, it's nothing personal. We don't love you. But if John Hodgman is listening to this. Oh my God, John Hodgman. We love you so much. Oh, Swoon. I have your books. All of them. And I I, I have your books physically and an audiobook because you actually read them to me and it makes me feel warm and squishy on the inside. Anyway, so back to the thing. That was a long sidebar. That was a long sidebar to discuss the fact that Justin Long is Alvin, who is the voice of Alvin, who is an asshole in this movie. Let's get that out of the way. Justin, you're typecast even when you're CG rodent. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, so they're in Miami. I mean, no. Um, they're Dave, in L.A. They're, yeah, Dave, Dave and, and Samantha, Samantha are in Miami. Are Miami. And Miles and um, Chipmunks are in L.A. And they decide they want to fly to Miami to break up the engagement. But instead of buying four tickets... Because just... apparently these guys that could, like, throw a house party on, like, 20 seconds notice yeah. are broke. So they can't buy four tickets. I... What I have to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know how that during that part of the movie, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that worked. How that like, worked, but anyway, they just buy one ticket and they try to sneak the other. And there's some like TSA jokes that my kids totally don't get, and he's like suspect. And there's like they get past security, they get on the plane for some reason. Alvin and Simon are able to travel with Justin, or not Justin. Sorry. Miles. Miles, sorry. <laughs> eh, You're eh. obsessed with Justin. Ah, Justin Long. Oh, um, anyway, he, so the Miles and Alvin and Simon are up in the like, cabin, and Theodore is locked down in the storage area with like... With a bunch of exotic animals. Like there's there like parrots and serious... cockatiels and like monkeys and a goat and like all kinds of crap down there. I'm like, who? Like, I I assume when I fly there might be a dog or a cat or several down yeah, in or, you know. cargo. But like, I never go to an airport and see a monkey or a goat or a monkey and a goat and a cockatiel and a parrot and all this stuff. Yeah. And so, like, he's down there, and he's not feeling well, and you know, that's a whole storyline. He it's ends up cold, and there's no food, so he lets all the animals out. Because that's how you saw that problem. Yeah, I also really wasn't paying attention. This is going to be a theme in this podcast that... I pay, I zone out for a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, so, meanwhile, Alvin's up in the top, and they're in coach, and so Alvin's not eating, and he's mad, and he's not getting the respect he deserves, which, you know, spoiler, buy a freaking ticket in first class, you have the money, then you can have all the things you want. 
And so he's like... But instead, he's like, it's cool, I got scams. And so he, like, breaks into first class and is trying to get food and, like, we need to see your tickets, sir. And, you know, whoever that, you know, that little phrase. And he meets, of course, none other than Buster Bluth himself, Tony, Tony Hale. Hale. Bless Who, him. like, God bless him. He is working. He is working hard. And he's doing... For the money. So, uh, Tony Hale is a... Air marshal. Air Is that a thing? That's a thing. Okay. So, he's an air... The fact that we don't know that's a thing is good for us. I mean, he's... Okay, he's an air marshal. I've never been arrested on a plane. Who is flying in coach. Which is a thing. On this flight. Mm -hmm. Saving taxpayers money. Well, no. I mean, like, they distribute them through the cabin, I would assume. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their tactics exactly, which, again... I put in if my credit. If you're an air marshal and you're watching the show, I would like to expressly <laughs> list all of your tactics for our listening audience of virtually ten people. That's no, not ten. You can email us, but anyway, and we will gladly entertain. But you anyway, questions. so Tony Hale is this um, air marshal, and he catches these two stowaway chipmunks, and then, and he's like, you know, he's having his. He's in the middle of chipmunk arresting them. Because that, I mean, again, you're arresting a freaking chipmunk, like... On a plane. On a plane. Wouldn't you just, like, pound them or something? I don't know. just pick them up. Like... They're small. You can get them with two fingers, unless they're rabid, in which case, maybe use gloves. Put them in an airsick bag. It's not that hard. It's not that bad. I mean, although, okay, this coming from a girl who, uh, there was a very large raccoon. It was, like, the size of a basketball. It was, like, bigger than the size of a basketball sitting between my building and the building I had to go to and I walked around the whole building because I was like nope, 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 nope. I once screamed like a girl, uh, allegedly. I don't remember the whole situation. I, I went to train to trash bag at the amusement park and this raccoon stuck its head up and he had a piece of pizza like in his jaws. I remember mm-hmm. it like I can see every whisker like on that Like a pirate's knife? Yeah, exactly like that. And I apparently, like, I just remember, like, kind of coming to, like, 80 feet away, sitting on some stairs. And, like, my entire crew, because I was the supervisor, (laughs) I was allegedly the grown-up on call here. My entire crew was on the floor laughing at me, and I'm like, what just happened? And uh, the phrase, screamed like a girl, came up more than once from more than one person. So I'm assuming that happened, and... Yeah. And, and the lesson here is we are never the grown up in the room. Yeah, that's that's fair. Anyway, so we um so we meet Tony Hale, he arrests the two chipmunks. As he's arresting the two chipmunks, Theodore somehow brings the entire menagerie from the cargo hold up into the plane because those areas are connected somehow. And they have to do an emergency landing in Austin. Because there are chinchillas in the cockpit or so i don't know some funny sounding name because that's what we do so emergency landing in austin everybody is really pissed about that and of course the chipmunks and miles are in tony hill's office where he turns tries to go like all super alpha on him and be like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do all this stuff i'm gonna do everything i can you guys ruin your lives and he gives a speech and He's just, uh, I mean, it's Buster Bluth. Like, honestly. It was so good, though. It was so good. He he did a great job. He he, he, he gets my attention on this. And um, he ends up putting him on the no-fly list. <gasps> Gasp. Yes, he does put the chipmunks, not Miles. Not Miles. Miles is cool in this because, like. He's apparent, a human. He's a human. So, apparently, they're speciesist at the TSA or yes. Air Marshals or whoever's in yes. charge of the shenanigans. And um, so now Miles realizes he can't fly with the chipmunks to Miami to break up this engagement. So instead has to drive from undisclosed Texas location. Austin. Austin. Austin? Austin. Oh, that's okay. That's fair. Um, but can Miles drive? Wait a minute. Okay. So. They have no money. Geographically. Like I've flown to Austin, but you fly to Dallas. Like Dallas is really where you're going to fly. I would assume... If you're on a jet that can go from L.A. to Miami, Austin's not really that big of an airport. But it's an emergency landing. You it's land emergency. wherever you land. It's, but it's, is it an emergency? Like, really? I mean. There were goats. 
There were goats. Okay, so I guess okay, it was so literal we'll goat let him, rodeo. We'll let them put down in. <laughs> so they put it down in Austin, uh, and the, so Miles is like, "I guess we're all gonna drive." But did Miles drive? Maybe I wasn't paying attention. No, he doesn't either. drive. That's right, because they drives. drop him off in the Austin airport, and he gets like a taxi. They get a taxi to take them. No, no, they start walking. Well, there was some part where they start walking after they get kicked out of a taxi. No, like they walk out of the airport, which again, I've been to the Austin airport. That's not really a thing. Uh, so yeah, they they get out of the Austin airport and they walk to a bar where they play a gig, of course, and get some money because conveniently the act the bartender had had done uh, had scheduled had is up. like out of commission, fifty miles away, um, and so apparently that's enough that. He'll let three chipmunks and this douche McDoucheface get on stage. Right. We find out douche McDoucheface can play guitar. Good for him. Good for Miles. That's great. And, of course, um, Tony Hale tracks them down to this bar. Because he has, like, a vendetta. It's not enough that he just is going to put them on the Do Not Fly list and put them through whatever. Like, this is... Yeah, this is his Moby Dick. But it's because it's because their music, their Christmas time is here music, was playing when his girlfriend dumped him, probably because he's an emotion, emotionally stunted man child. Right. So, um, anyway, again, Air Marshals, if this is a thing that's happened to you, emotionally stunted man child who takes out their vendetta against talking rodents, give us an email. But I'm going to say that that in general has not happened. Probably not. I'm going to say no. It's not a thing. I have never met an air marshal that I'm aware of. I assume you're all well-adjusted people who just are looking after our safety and I'm not on a list and now. I'm going on the record. Going on the record. <laughs> God bless the Americas. Particularly the northern one with the U.S. in it. So anyway. Anyway. So, um, so he's chasing him down to this bar and... For reasons that are not immediately clear, Alvin's freaked out by it, so he hides in this dude's beard, and it starts a whole bar fight. And the owner of the bar is, of course, tickled pink about this whole situation. Because, you know, it's lots of exposure, there's tons of people here, like, this is going to create Nothing's good for business like a good old-fashioned bar brawl. Actual line from the movie. What? No. Like, he's bust... They would bust... If this was not carefully, carefully choreographed, like the dance scene about Shake Your South Side that just happened, these fights would be busting your stuff up, there'd be cops called, you'd have, like, you might lose your liquor license. Like, this is stuff that happens when there's bar brawls. Not... But not in Texas. Not in Texas, maybe. I don't know. I'm not Texan. Me neither. If you're from Texas... Tell us about your brawl brawls, bar brawls, bar brawls, or bar brawl. No, no, no. You get no, no. I will accept. No, no. I can't say anything about bar. No, 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 no. Brawl bars. No, don't email me about that. I do not need these emails. You don't need brawl no, bar emails. No. <laughs> okay. So do not send me emails about bra bars. Right. Wink, wink. Okay. Anyway, so moving on, um, they end up having to like. They steal a cab that Tony Hale had stolen earlier, but not paid because he's apparently an underfunded government employee that doesn't get a corporate credit card. Whatever. I mean, that's the truth, probably. That's, that is, that actually, is the part we of this movie. We got some accuracy in there. Yeah, that is the part of this movie that is rooted in truth. And so these guys steal this. They they get this cab. They're like, we'll pay you double whatever he owes you. And they take off. And like halfway down the road, they're like, yeah, we don't have any money ever. So he kicks them out, which, again, would be accurate-ish. So and they spend the night outside. Under a tree, because, you know, there's no safer place for chipmunks and Miles and to a, sleep. And he's a child. Like, he's maybe 15. Well, and the other thing about this is, like, okay, so they're in Austin Airport. They walk to a bar, and then there's, like, a $32 cab ride that they totally, like, bail on. And they're in the middle of the country. Like, they're in the middle of nowhere. And it's green and it's lush and there's trees by the side of the road. I'm like, you have never been to Austin, people. Like that. I mean, is, I have never been to Austin. That's fair. I've been there. I've seen the general vicinity. This looks not. It looks suspiciously like Southern California or Vancouver. 
but like this is not Austin, Texas. Well, Southern California or Vancouver look exactly the same. Well, like Southern California in the winter, Vancouver in the summer, like that's where we film these things, okay? Right, right. right. So they somehow get that all figured out. Um, and so they start walking. In the morning. In the morning, they wake up and they I mean, start walking. I mean, at night they have this like little heart to heart about like how their da- his dad didn't die, he left, and yeah. uh, Dave's gonna leave if uh, Samantha and them get married because they'll have his own family. Like they'll want to have their own kids, and then we're all screwed. Which, admittedly, like if I had three chipmunks, and then I got married, I would think to myself, maybe I would like to have a child of a human nature. Rather than three semi sentient chipmunks, they're who are, totally sentient. They're totally sentient, they're but they're also totally sentient. douches. I mean, only Alvin's a douche. Alvin's a douche, but the other two are totally enabling it. I mean, that's true. So I don't know. I would I would think about kicking them to the curb. I would not kick out chipmunks if I was single parenting and then later got married. Like they become as a set. Yeah, I guess they are also quite lucrative. Apparently, yes. So that's. That's important. So anyway, so they... I don't think Dave's in it for the money, though. I don't think so. I think Dave truly loves these He still lives in the same, like, crappy little bungalow he lived in in, like, I don't know. In the 50s. I don't... Yeah. I feel like he could have moved Because Dave's also a Highlander. Yes. So anyway, so they decide... So they start, like, performing outside of, like, general stores and, like... Do you have general stores? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. But they're performing... They're panhandling. Yeah, they're buskers. And they get enough money to get a bus ticket to New Orleans. Yes, New Orleans. Because if you're going, I mean, I guess it is kind of on the way from Texas, between Texas. From Austin to Miami. Yeah, Austin, Miami, I guess you go through New Orleans. And so. So they stop in New Orleans. New Orleans. And Tony Hale's chasing them. And they're like doing their little gig. And Tony Hale shows up. And there's like this whole Bourbon Street shenanigans that happens. Because it's like a Tuesday in New Orleans. Like, I mean, that's also legit. I've never been to Narlins, so <laughs> I want to go. Their so beignets are delicious. Beignets, and apparently there are like random marching bands yeah. on Bourbon They're Street. Jazz and parades, jazz all the time. Jazz parades all the time. And like people like randomly, the thing that got me is like Tony Hale's there, he's chasing them, and somebody he's like, oh my gosh, I'm thirsty. First off, that's a weird thing to say in the middle of like Narlins. I guess it is hot, but like. Plan ahead, sir. Buy a bottle of water. There's, like, bodegas all over the place. You can figure that out, I assume. And somebody hands him something to drink, and it's moonshine. I don't know that anyone hands people moonshine. I mean, like, yeah, that's a commitment. Well, also, like, that is a monetary transaction. Yeah, like, like that costs money. Like, like, I don't think people are dispensing free beverages on Bourbon Street. And if they are, why are we not there right now? I know. We have made some terrible life choices. Yes. Like, that. I would just walk around Bourbon Street and let people hand me shots of, of stuff. Right. So, Tony Hale gets plastered, which, of course, kids movie, right? Yeah, on free free booze. Free booze on a kids movie. Um, and he's unable to apprehend the chipmunks and miles who are just apparently like leading a parade now like it's leading a jazz parade it's like that's playing, some ferris bueller level stuff playing uptown funk uptown funk yeah i mean which our four-year-old knows all the words to disturbing so that's a whole nother but um and so they do that and somehow this translates like they manage to escape and head towards Miami somehow through this. Yeah, I don't know how they got to Miami. I don't know. It's New a little Orleans. nebulous. Oh, I do know. Okay, so the jazz parade gets broadcast and picked up by, like, E. Oh, yes! And they're like, the chipmunks are back. They're, like, having this jazz parade in New Orleans and blah, blah, blah. And, and Dave sees Dave it. Dave sees it. On E, like, at the bar at in the, Miami. Yeah. Where he's being a responsible parent. <laughs> right. Hashtag goals. And freaks out and calls the chipmunks and was like, oh, we missed a call from Dave and a text message and like 27 other text text messages. messages. Oh, no. So um, they arranged to pick them up in the airport at New Orleans and fly to Miami. That's what happens. This is, Meanwhile. Which they should have done anyway. Like, that should have been the thing. You're coming to Miami with me. Right, because I don't trust you. Yes. But anyway, so um, 
meanwhile, Tony Hill wakes up in this, you know, hangover stupor. And he's in a got, room full of dudes, by the way. In a room full of dudes. I'm not judging. I'm just putting it on the record. I mean, you know, they're like part of the jazz band. It's cool. Yeah. And, artists. Uh, free spirits. Anyway. Uh, and he has gotten some tattoos. He get, Okay. His name is Suggs. His last name is Suggs. Is it Suggs? Sug or Suggs or something like that. Yeah. So he has Sug Life on on his has, belly. Yes, he has but Sug it's, Life. Like seriously, it's in like twenty four point font. So like it is like comically small across Tony Hale's belly, and I do appreciate that it wasn't like they had like the pink around it to where yes, it looked so like it looked re- new. It wasn't just like a temporary tattoo that somebody put on there in the makeup tent. Like somebody actually mm-hmm. did this, and he's got like this giant like. And he's like, oh, no, what did I do? And he's like, well, that one was your idea. And he's like, that one? He's like, yeah, check your back. And he's got, like, this giant backplate of the Alvin and the Chipmunks, who he hates and all this. Uh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks are wearing, like, hoodies. And, and it says, like, monk life. Or, like, I didn't choose the monk life. The monk life chose me. Or something. It's like, something it, ridiculous. Again, horrible puns. So many horrible puns. So... Yes. Um, and so, anyway, so he's figuring out what's happening there. Dave comes, rescued this chipmunks. Uh, Samantha comes and rescues Miles. They, they all, all go to Miami. Well, they go to get on the plane. Oh, yeah. And then the chipmunks can't fly. Because so, they're on the do not fly list. Fly list. So Samantha and Miles fly over to Miami. Meanwhile, awkward road trip with Dave and the chipmunks as they go from New Orleans to Miami. Which is accomplished with like a road trip montage. Yeah, I don't remember. It was just like real quick road trip montage. Like not anything. And they get there, and you know this, and so Dave gets a babysitter for the chipmunks. Was it? Yes, and goes out to dinner with Samantha because he couldn't get out of these dinner plans. Right, because and and these dinner plans, for the record, are him and Samantha. Like I feel like Dave had a shared traumatic, horrible child experience where you could be like, I need to watch my kids. I, I maybe we should maybe we should order a pizza in yeah, tonight. Yeah, like rain check. Rain check. Like let's just have a family I feel night. Like, I feel like Samantha would understand. Yeah, I think that would be okay. But yet they still go out, and the chipmunks are freaking out because they think they're that Dave and Samantha are going to get engaged. They, because he takes the ring box with them. Takes the ring box with them, and so they they they're gonna they break in somehow and they swap the ring for a lifesaver because they think like that's going to embarrass him and that'll do it. But twist. Dave's not getting embarrassed. They're engaged. Or we don't find that out until later. Oh, is that not later? It's later. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> You're terrible at this. Yeah, it'd suck. All right, all right. Anyway, so what's going on? So, like, they have to break out. They swap so, it for a lifesaver. So they swap it for a lifesaver. And then Miles, like, they're like, what are we going to do about, like, Dave getting engaged? And Alvin's like, we're going to do nothing. And Miles, who has had a change of heart, and is like... Yeah, we should do nothing. Like, it won't be that bad. Like, I had a lot of fun oh, with you yeah. guys. It would be great to be brothers. Um, but he's like, no, because I stole the ring. And then the chipmunks are like, yes! And oh, yeah, and then Miles gets all pissy for... because, like, apparently Douchey McDoucheface has decided he likes these guys and they're like catastrophically bad, horrible experience. He's decided they're actually cool guys. They bonded. Which, which is not the lesson I would have taken. Right. Um, so he kind of storms out. And they go after him, and he almost gets hit by a car. Oh, yeah. And they and, launch Theodore at his back. Yes, and they launch Theodore to, like, push him forward. And then Theodore gets hit by the car. <gasps> and then Theodore almost dies, but then doesn't die. Because he's awoken by the smell of empanadas. Yes. Um, and then they, like, Miles and the Chipmunks have these bonding moments where they're, like, brothers for life. And um, they're, like, oh, shoot, uh how are we going to fix this proposal? Like, we got to sneak the ring back yeah. into the restaurant. That's that's not good. And shenanigans ensue. Right. And and Tony Hale shows up. Because that man He's like on is a vendetta. persistent. Like, He's points, like, suck points life, man. for, Sucks is all for about just this. the grit. Yeah, and so he um, he's chasing them, and they're trying to get the ring back, and there's a whole thing. And this dude, was that dude Snoop Dogg? I don't know. He looked a lot like Snoop Dogg. His, uh, I can Google it. Maybe. my phone. I'm sitting on it. (laughs) All right. So anyway, so, um, it turns out Dave was not going to propose, which by the way, Samantha's totally cool with, but, um, it was Dave's sound engineer. It's Eddie Steeples. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm, I'm apparently racist. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
he kind of has that Snoop look to him. I'm just going to say. He's got the, like, goatee, the pointy goatee, and the, like, can't really open his eyes all the way. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm horrible. Anyway, so, anyway, so this guy who is not Snoop Dogg is going to propose to his girlfriend, but he's got a box of the lifesaver. She gets mad. And, and like, then, like, there's this, this like, moment where... Alvin's talking to Dave. He's like, no, I wasn't going to propose. Not that I don't want to. And she's like, and Samantha's like, oh, good. I'm glad you weren't going to propose. Not that I don't want you to. And it's like this really weird, awkward thing where they're like, actually, we're not really that serious, but like, I just wanted to come to Miami with him and, you know, spend a week or two alone in a hotel, but like not get engaged. I don't know. It. We're not going to explain these things in a kid's movie, but like, this is what's happening. So anyway, um, so apparently Dave and his friend with benefits are okay with this and they end up going to to like American Idols in this somehow and I don't really Oh understand. the 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 Chipettes are hosting American Idol like oh, at the beginning like you do. at the beginning of Dave's birthday party they told the Chipettes it was a going away party so that they would be on board. Right, that's right. And so anyway, so like that's why they're in Miami because yeah. They, they need to be hosting American Idol. Somehow, like, the chipmunks crash that and then, like, recruit the chipettes into doing some weird concert thing that Dave and and, and the girl are at. Samantha. Samantha. I want to call her Stephanie. That's not right. But Samantha are at. And um, there's, like, a song that's all, like, emotional about how much the chipmunks love Dave. But it's, like, totally, like, some crappy pop song about, like, this girl loving a dude. But, like... We'll pretend it's about Dave because elsewise it's awkward. Right. And the Chipettes are there and they do their bid and everybody's happy and whatever. And then yay. Yay. And then they go to get on an airplane to go back to L.A. But guess what? Still on the do not fly list. So so apparently Samantha and Miles go back to L.A. that day. And Dave and the Chipmunks take a three-day road trip from Miami to L.A. Is, can that be done in that amount of time? Like, I, I think, like, technically, I don't know. I haven't Googled the directions from South Beach to L.A., wherever in L.A. they are, because it's, like a, like, a ginormous place. You're doing that. Um, but, like, Dave is the only driver, unless you assume talking rodents are capable of... Right, no, they don't drive. Yeah, so they go to L.A., and they're, like, about to get home. Okay, it is uh, 2,732 miles from Miami to Los Angeles. It takes 39 hours. So assuming 12 and a, or 13 hours per day of raw driving, you could do it in three days, but that seems ambitious. How big are rodent bladders? I would think small, but they would also drink less. And also, I think you could probably, like, paper train them. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, you, you could pee in a cup. If you had, like, well, if you just had, like, a bucket of cedar chips in the back, I think you'd be good to go. It wouldn't be great I mean, it's or not ideal, dignified, but, but they're freaking talking They don't chips. wear pants. That's true. That's another whole thing. And also, have you noticed, like, the chipettes wear skirts? Yes. But, like, they do not cover any of the business. Like, they, like, stop at the hips. No, their skirts were, like, no, like probably like, mid-thigh. No, no, like, well, I mean, like, okay, so the thighs are, okay, there's, like, stuff hanging down in the middle. Like, I'm I'm just saying, like, the business is lower than thigh level, and so, like, their, their skirts are kind of belts. I'm not, again, I'm not judging what you want to do, but, like, if you're going to wear a skirt, let's have it mean something, I feel. <laughs> anyway, so they get back, and, of course, Dave is like, hey, guys, you've been driving through three days before we get home. We, I, there's something else I want to do. So he stops at the L.A. courthouse, Los Angeles County Courthouse, like you do. And he parks right across the street from it, like you do. Because mm-hmm. parking there is notoriously great in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, can just get whatever. You just have spots to pull right in. And he doesn't even have to, like, back it into a parallel spot. He just, like, noses in right into a parallel spot. So apparently there were two spots next to each other that he could use for that purpose. Because, again, it's L.A., totally reasonable that is the most unbelievable part of this whole story to me that is true is that dave found a parking spot in downtown la well maybe they edited the part where he was just like looping looping for eight eight hours. hours yeah um 
but he pulls in and he they go into the the courthouse and he adopts the chipmunks formally formally adopts the chipmunks which like i feel like again what world are we in i mean i understand these are unique creatures no, those aren't the skirts I'm talking about. Those are long skirts. She's she's done a photo of <laughs> of the chipmunks and of the chipettes and, chip and their skirts. And these skirts are fine. Those skirts are fine, but like, there's other ones. There's other ones that are just like, are you kidding me? Um, well, I don't see any of them in this photo. So. But anyway, they um, so he adopts them formally, and like, there's this judge that's there presiding over the thing at like a desk, which I feel is somewhat accurate. Like, it's just paperwork at this point; it's not really a, a right, courtroom right, right. thing. And she's like totally fine with Dave adjust adopting these chipmunks as children, and she even goes as far to say, "You now have all the legal rights of natural, of natural born, born child, child, except chipmunks." And I'm like, which is to say, none of the rights of a natural born child. Since you're a freaking chipmunk. Right, right. So, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, and he then, adopted them, and then they get home. Oh, yeah. The denouement. Like, commercial yeah. climax, they're adopted. Everybody's great. Hey, legally adopted daddy. We love you. Legally. Everybody's talking. And they walk into the house, and the squirrels are still there, and they're totally trashed the place, and they're chewing through the toffee table. And, and of course, Dave then yells. Alvin, because that's what you gotta do. And scene. scene. So, what do we learn from this movie? Um, family is. Yeah, what you make it. Family's what you make it. Um, road trips bring people together. Yes, because I've always. Because uh, <laughs> after every road trip, it doesn't end with me being like, "I'm never seeing these people again." Even the people I'm related to, I'm like, get in the house. Shut up and get your pajamas on and go to bed, or like bad things are about to happen. <laughs> like I will put you back in the van and I will go in the house and I will sleep and you will sleep in the van tonight. Um, that's no, not true. that's not. I've never done that to a single one of our kids yet. Nope, nope, nope. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't. I don't think this uh, movie had a lot of life lessons. Don't get drunk in New Orleans. That is a good one. That is probably worthwhile. Don't get drunk on Bourbon Street. Off of something random people handed you. Yeah, don't like, drink. Like, hello, roofies. Like, yeah. And you wake up with, like, a hotel room in... I don't think it was a French... hotel room. I don't know. Maybe it's just their place. I think it was, like... I don't know what it was. But, like, anyway. Yeah. And also, Tony Hale needs to eat. That's another one. Tony Hale needs to eat. But, like, he's, we... like, a veep. Like, seriously. Yes, he's done I feel like he's really work. slumming it here. <laughs> Like, but, I mean, the rest of development's been off for a while. There was the Netflix thing. We don't talk about that. But, um, like, he, like, and he's in Veep, and, like, he's doing stuff. I don't understand why this was a thing he needed to do. But you know what? But I guess, like, David Cross was in, like, the first one, yes. apparently. So, apparently, maybe there's, like, a, a like, one they reach out. arrested development person per movie right. to keep things going. Maybe, maybe. So, maybe that's the other thing. You need an arrested development character. Well, actor. Actor, yeah, not character. I don't think it was actually Buster, but that would have been different. He's a lot more capable than Buster, this That's guy. not saying like, a lot. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it was interesting. So maybe you just need one of those to go. Anyway, so, well, wine's gone. So that's our thoughts on um, the Chipmunks Should we get more wine? road chip. I think we're probably good for now. Okay, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. So, alright, so there it is. Our review of the Chipmunk movie in, like, scant under an hour, maybe over an hour. I don't know. There's not time around this. You could listen to us talk about the Chipmunk movie instead of watching it. Even though we are not entertaining at all, it is probably a better use of your time. Mm-hmm. You could, like, you could at least do dishes while you do this. <laughs> so, or mow the yard. So, anyway, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yay! See you guys later next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.